This podcast contains adult language and mature themes, which may not be suitable for all listeners. So listen at your own fucking risk. Essential NPCs, the podcast where we sample some of the best and possibly some of the worst tabletop RPGs. I'm Addie. And I'm Tommy. And you're listening to Series 2, Episode 13, Bait and Switch. And let's start it off with some announcements. Uh, first off, I just want to say thank you to everyone who came and said hi at Gen Con. Uh, we had a great time. Um, we just got back a little bit ago. And it was really great because we had a couple people just swing by and and let us know that they were enjoying the podcast. Uh, One gentleman ran up and immediately yelled, which one of you is Boomer? (laughs) And then proceeded to tell us about how he goes around his his house randomly yelling, it's Boomer time! Which is amazing. (laughs) Painted the image of him like sitting in the the kitchen cooking and just yelling it and his wife going, what are you talking about? (laughs) Um, yeah, we had a great time. Um, it was great to see everybody who stopped by and we hope we will see you, uh, at the next con. And as far as other announcements go, um, we're still accepting submissions for our post game chatter. Uh, feel free to shoot us questions, comments, anything, uh, to talk about, uh, after our final episode, which will be episode 20. And you can reach out to us through our email, which is fanmail at essentialnpcs.com. Uh, we're also uh, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and for those of you who support us on Patreon, you can ask us on our Patreon wall. And also, we are releasing Bumble's bonus episode on Friday, so keep a an eye out for that. It's a pretty good one. Yeah, that's a real fun one. Uh, I know uh, Dan's been looking forward to that one airing. Uh, coming up this Friday, check it out. And with that, that wraps up our announcements, and we can move into words with the GM. Hello. Hi, GM. Hello. Uh, this words with the GM is about Series 2, Episode 12, Mr. Johnson. Yes, you guys finally get to meet Pretty Bees mysterious employer and surprisingly not actually a corp which is nice because i totally thought we were like the bad guys (laughs) oh really (laughs) yeah no no you guys are the good guys uh as far as you know uh Uh, great (laughs) uh yeah you also got to uh find out a little bit about you know pretty b's backstory that his name is actually bryn an essential npc from series one um, and yes, you, uh, you got to speak with the illustrious Lawrence Whitmore. And get a lot of really important information from him as well. Um, we finally found out what we were doing, which is nice. Yeah. I had to dump a lot of exposition on you guys, uh, which I hope wasn't too boring. No, no, actually, uh, well, lore spouting can be really boring, <laughs> but I, um, I think that this was a really great example of how uh, to keep people engaged, uh, which was really nice. Well, I've always found when it comes to uh, laying out a large chunk of plot or exposition, 
one of the best ways to make it something that still engages your players uh, is to have as much of that lore come from a character uh, instead of you just yourself, the GM, just... And then in this year, this is what happened. And then in this year, this is what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, to that point, I, I usually try and uh, write out what uh, that character's essentially monologue is going to be. Um, and then I think the next important thing is to not adhere to that write-up word for word because then it just sounds like you're reading something. <laughs> Um, I use it more of a guideline of how I want uh, things to be said. And I try to make it uh, more of a conversation, um, which is very heavy on the NPC's side, since they're the one who's really or telling the players most of what they need to know. But the players can always, you know, engage because they're talking to someone instead of just listening to you prattle on. <laughs> yeah, there's always the option to, like, cut in and be like, wait, what about this? Or, hey, can you give me more detail about that? Or whatever, in character as well, um, when, you've, when you're when you talking to a character rather than just getting it from, like, the narrator. Um, yeah, and you can also break up the monologue by having, uh, by narrating certain amount, uh, certain actions, like Whitmore looks down and touches his leg meaningfully, like that kind of a thing, makes it more of a scene rather mm-hmm. than a lesson. <laughs> yeah, um, and to that point, it was nice because you broke it up like we were in the study and then we went down into the hub and gave us a minute to like walk around and look around and then get more lore spouted at us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so that break, even though if you really think about it, there was a whole lot of stuff that we had to know in a pretty short amount of time. It was, you know, like chunked out, which was um, also really useful um, and something that I like to do in my games if I can, um, and that way it doesn't feel like 15 minutes of the GM talking at me because I'm doing something. You guys also, uh, once you move down to the hub, you got to get a peek at a couple more essential NPCs. All my that, characters. That slipped into, the, uh, slipped into this series, uh, L'Oreal Silverstein. Uh, reference to L'Oreal Silverfrond, and then, uh, and then Enna. Uh, also from series one. Yeah, I was like, yay, all my characters are back. I love my characters. They're dead. Yep, uh, it's a <laughs> portrait of dead people. Bryn's the only one that survived. It was so, <laughs> I was so sad. <laughs> yeah, well, it started with, all right, well, I need to think of who Bryn's team is. And I'm like, oh, this is a great opportunity to slip in some essential NPCs. And they're all dead. Yeah. <laughs> and that was sad. Um, I mean, it makes for a good story. I'm definitely hooked. <laughs> I'm very upset. I, a lot of this, a, a lot of the stuff here, I hope, uh, was enjoyable and cool. Uh, I'd say uh, transitioning into our favorite parts, um, that my favorite part would definitely be uh, that this was a milestone in the story I had planned for a while. It was the it was the first real plot point that I came up with. Who Whitmore is and who Pretty B is and you know what led them to hire you guys. Like all of this was like the backbone on which I built the rest of the plot. Um so this is, you know, 
12 episodes in, uh, you guys hitting the true uh, meat of the plot for the first time. Everything else had been kind of like skirting around it and hinting at it and leading up to it. And then after all that build up, it finally paid off in episode 12. Uh, and uh, it was just it was really satisfying to, to get you guys there and um, give you uh, some of the, the main lore revolving around uh, the meta plot that's going on. Uh, what about you? What was your favorite part? Um, my favorite part was, um, sort of at the end slash didn't really make it to audio. Um, so when we were in Whitmore's, like we drove up to Whitmore's estate and all the guys were like looking around and like nodding and winking and making hand motions. And I thought everybody was just really excited to like get to the, get to the point, kind of like, um, like, oh man, here's the real job kind of thing. And then as things were going on, they kept getting more excited and, and like, they were like, I've run around. This is amazing. And like all this stuff when we're in the hub and I was, and I was like, man, these guys are like really into it. And then at the very end, Dan is like, guys, we're working for Batman. And I figured I, I don't read a lot of comics and like, I know, I know about Batman, but like it didn't, I didn't make the connection. Whereas these guys are like, we're Batman beyond. And like, and so it was my favorite part was sort of everybody watching everybody make the revelation, even though I wasn't like making it myself. It, it was cool to see that progression of everybody getting like really, really excited and being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know. I just, um, one of those moments when you're recording and everybody gets really into it, even though I kind of missed out on it because I, I failed to pick up the plot points. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I leaned in pretty hard to the Batman analogy when it comes to Whitmore and pretty B and all that mansion with a secret underground base. I, I borrowed a lot from it, which I guess is another way to make exposition uh, engaging for your players. Just reference uh, beloved uh, <laughs> comic book series and uh, animated series as much as possible. Yeah, it made for a really great episode. Yay, I'm glad. Um, well, uh, with that, I suppose we can move on forward and listen to series two, episode 13. Bait and switch. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Mouse. I'd tell you all about me, except I don't remember it. The first thing I can remember is waking up in Doc's clinic a year and a half ago. Doc's a big, scary-looking troll, but he saved me from dying that night and took me in. Really, he's a big softie. I mean, he's not soft, but he's nice. And since he took me in, he's kind of felt like my dad, if I had a dad, which I don't, I don't think. But I do have a little sister, Sierra, and that's where things get complicated. I didn't even know she existed until Doc brought her to the clinic. He told me that a man died to save her from wherever she was and that we had to hide her away. It cost a lot of money that I didn't have, and I'm pretty sure that Doc called in a lot of favors to make her safe. I've always owed Doc for making me a part of his family, but now I owe him a lot more. I wasn't sure how I was going to pay him back until recently. That's when I found out about the Matrix, and I just get it. 
It's so fun to go in and fly around and break the rules, and apparently that's what makes a good decker. And I'm a really good decker. So now I've got a way to pay Doc back for saving me and Sierra by shadow running. He isn't too happy about it, but he would never tell me what I can't do. And even though I'm bad at telling what people are thinking or feeling, I like to think that sometimes when I come back from a successful run, he's proud of me. I was born Edwin Corvo, a dryad, but you can call me by my street name, Bumbles. I spent much of my life in England evading the ire of my father. I earned it first for mum's death and childbirth, which to this day, I contend is much more his fault than mine. When I turned 18, he put me to work in his factory, so he could both keep an eye on and berate me. Unfortunately for him, my attempts to upgrade the assembly line resulted in a large explosion, completely wrecking the factory. I decided to flee to the countryside where I ended up at a small university. There I made the friends I never had as a child, but presenting myself as a fellow student got out of hand and I ended up unofficially attending university for the next three years. That is until another experiment of mine went awry and I accidentally detonated the entire chemistry department. Knowing this would draw the attention of my father, I quickly left the country. My expeditious retreat put me in debt, however, and I was put to work as a shadow runner to pay it off. Turns out, I'm quite the talented rigger, and folks now pay me to blow things up. I'm meeting interesting people, making friends, and acquiring more money than I could have ever dreamed of. I got my own car. I was even able to soup it up a bit. My only regret is that I didn't come to Seattle sooner. Oh, um, hi. My name is Sora Matasara, uh, but on the streets I go by Kashmir. Uh, I'm a 20-year-old human living in the Bellevue neighborhood of Seattle. Uh, I grew up in Japan, tutored in magic at the insistence of my... my father, uh, a higher-up at Mitsuhama Computer Technologies. Uh, it wasn't the best time in my childhood. Between my mother leaving us and uh, the rigorous magical tutoring provided by my father's company, as well as well, my father in general, at least I always had my spirits. Um, I didn't get to have any real metahuman friends growing up, but my spirits were all the friends I needed. Eventually, I wanted to take my magic and my spirits and, and test them on the streets, but my very first run went very horribly wrong, and I had to leave Japan. But now I'm here in Seattle, uh, going on runs, doing karaoke with my spirits, uh, just living the life. Oh, and why cashmere? Uh, well, it gets quite chilly at night, and apparently I'm the only person in the shadows who recognizes the value of a good cardigan. <laughs> Their loss. Hoi chummers, they call me Puma. Not sure if it's because I'm an Aussie or if it has something to do with my work. Nah. Anyway, my job's to either shoot Drek, chop it up, or break into it. <laughs> You'd be surprised how stealthy a big red Oni can be. Now, I've gone and pissed off the Vori, my former employers, so I've been keeping a low profile. A Yakuza boss I hate to kill, Yama, is now my best friend and fixer. Long story there, mate. He's been keeping me busy, finding me work, 
keeping the Vori off my back. Thanks, mate. I may be on the run, but I enjoy getting to be my own man. So, it's time to race some hell and geek some hoops. Look out, Seattle. It's Boomer time! The last time we left the team, uh, they were beset upon by a group of bounty hunters who were uh, hired to eliminate Boomer. Their employer was Boomer's old mentor, Mikhail. Done with being hunted, Boomer assembled his team to go track down and eliminate Mikhail. Um, and in the process, learned that Mikhail may have connections to an organization called Havoc 66, an organization that the team has heard of before uh, and was wary of. To be diligent, they contacted an employer of theirs, uh, Pretty B, and mentioned that they might be able to get some information on Havoc 66 if he was interested. Uh, this alarmed Pretty B, who... Uh, advised the team to be cautious and not to engage with Havoc 66 directly, uh, saying that he knew quite a bit about them and thought that Havoc 66 was extremely dangerous. After capturing Mikhail and interrogating him a bit, uh, Boomer had a moment of weakness and broke his code of honor, beating the man to death uh, while he was tied defenseless to a chair. They gave the information they received through their interrogation to Pretty B, who called them in to meet his boss, a man named Lawrence Whitmore, who is an extremely wealthy man who had sold his parents' corporation around the age of 27 and disappeared and apparently uh, had done some work in the shadows as somewhat of a vigilante. Um... He was working with Pretty B, uh, also, uh, whose, whose real name was revealed to be Bryn Hawthorne. Um, Bryn used to work with a team, uh, his sister, Enna, uh, an elf woman named Lariel Silverstein, and a physical adept named Jason Black. This team of Bryns had fallen previously to mysterious circumstances, and all, the te- all our Shadowrunners know is that... Havoc 66 is an extremely dangerous organization that seems to stand against the good that Whitmore and Bryn are trying to do in the world, protecting those that can't protect themselves. The team was informed of all this and given uh, a proposal to join Whitmore's crusade against the corporations, the gangs, and Shadowrunners that would otherwise allow the collateral damage or allow their jobs to have excessive collateral damage to helpless civilians. The team accepted, and they were proposed a job to break into a vault underneath an estate that was hosting a gala that was a fundraiser for the Astral Preservation Society, and to steal some awakened paintings that the hostess had obtained through illicit means uh, at the expense of a sinless up-and-coming artist, Searsha Dermeyer. This job hadn't started yet. You guys uh, had two weeks, Bryn said, uh, before he was going to have everything set up. The gala wasn't until that time anyways. Um, so let's start with what everyone's doing during those two weeks. Uh, Cashmere. 
Well, um, I finished initiating. Oh, which yes. is pretty fun. Meditating um, with your spirits yes. in your lodge. Yep. Um, just having a lot of fun, uh, learning magic-y stuff. Um, and I'm actually, uh, actually, I'm going to roll a summoning test on Eraga to regain some services. Okay. That's six hits. Okay. Uh, you get two more services, and you have to resist eight drain. Do I, since it takes place over two weeks? I mean... It's not enough to kill me. It's not enough to kill you, so you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I resist some. <laughs> All right, so after initiating and you feel like your connection with magic strengthening, uh, some of those defensive arts that you've been working on are starting to work a little bit better. Uh, you feel like you have a better understanding of the, the ways to counter offensive magic. Um, and then uh, you sit down with Eraga, um, who willingly you know, bows his like, crane head, and then you start like channeling uh, magical energy to try to anchor him to this uh, plane a little bit longer with you. Um, and even though he's willing, it's still hard and difficult, and so it sure. racks your brain with some magical energy, but you feel like it, uh, it works pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else you're doing for the, for the I, two weeks? That, I, that took you basically, that's like during your downtime during the two weeks. Right. So. I, well, I also, I buy a bunch of reagents. Yep. And um, if I have time, I, I spend some time hanging out with Boomer. Okay. Um, and now that I sort of understand where he's coming from with this, I, I ask to learn a bit more about his guns. I guess that segues right into what Boomer's doing. <laughs> oh, I had a busy two weeks. Had to take my new sniper rifle out to the range, practice with it. I've also uh, been doing some martial arts training. Uh, started sparring with Kashmir. He didn't like that very much. <laughs> so I just went back to, to punching bags and I still have some training gummies and such. Fairly large bruises from it. Thank you. <laughs> also, I was visiting certain someone in the hospital, you know, while she was recovering. <laughs> Who was that? Uh, that would be Mouse. <gasps> You came to visit. Of course. With cake. <gasps> I love cake. It's <laughs> oh, so you love this one. Did you share with Doc? Well, I mean, I made enough for both of you. <laughs> uh, so let's get into why Mouse is recovering and what she was <laughs> doing during her two weeks. Well, the first thing I did was I took my old deck that I liked very much and I took it to Freya Um to see if I could get um, some money for it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then she was able to get me some money for it, which was good. And then um, I took that money and I said, hey, Doc, I have this money. Um, Do you think that we could maybe get me some more cerebral boosters and then maybe put them in my brain so maybe I'll remember some stuff? And then he was like, Sure, mouse. And then uh, he did that. And um, the other thing is that I, um, when Boomer came to visit, I asked him if he could take my dress to back to 
lock them in grips to get the auto injector that I ordered put in because it the brain surgery took a lot more out of me than I was expecting. Yeah, it took you about five days uh, of total. Was it really five? To, I only <laughs> thought it was three from your new implantation of cerebral boosters. Yeah, um, and then um, during my recovery, I was playing some. Um, war simulations and hacking games <laughs> to raise my cyber combat and electronic warfare. I learned how to hide better. <laughs> so no one can see me in the tall grass. <laughs> uh, Bumbles, what are you up to? Uh, okay, so the first thing I do um, with some of this money is I go on Amazon <laughs> and I, I order a, a new rotor drone and a gun and bullets and grenades. A gun for the road, not for yourself. No, God, no. <laughs> uh, the second thing I do is I call up Magnitude and I see if he's got anything he needs done. <laughs> and uh, I've got I've got one outfit that's not you know nice suits and everything is sort of the stuff I wear to fit in with the red hot nukes when we go on jobs together. <laughs> and so, you know, I've got like my sleeves rolled up and like a bandana and <laughs> some war paint. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'll see if Magnitude needs anything blown up. Um, yeah, uh, so Magnitude doesn't have any work for you in demolitions, uh, but he does have work for you in uh, convoy escorting. Sure. Uh, I mean, I owe always, them a few favors. They can always use spot uh, when it comes to uh, uh, basically Ooh. deterrence. Uh, <laughs> no. Sure. No one wants to hit a red hot nuke convoy that is uh, being escorted by spot, um, and a swarm of drones floating overhead. Uh, yeah. So I'll, I'll do that. Um, I don't know if Boomer has time, um, but I would ask Magnitude if it's all right if I bring a friend, and then I'd invite Boomer along. Because I know he really wants to learn that handshake, and you have to sort of work your way up to the handshake. And that's where I practice some of my sniper rifle and uh, martial arts. <laughs> um, I want uh, both of you to roll a perception test for me. It can be visual, audio, whichever you want. Uh, that's three hits. One hit. Then I need you guys to roll an attack of some kind. Just, just any attack? Any or? attack. Choose a weapon and attack with it. <laughs> I choose the swarm. <laughs> that's five hits with the swarm. Okay. Uh, that's five hits with my sniper rifle. Okay. So uh, you guys are on... Basically, there's two convoys that you guys do, and it's like from one end of Redmond to the next, uh, skirting nearby Crimson Crush territory, so it's you know a little like edgy. And um, at one point, you do see uh, a small group of, like, uh, crush guys that are, like, just trying to mark your movement, not so much attack you guys. Uh, Bumbles, you spot them first, and you're, you start, like, activating the swarm. They, like, start to turn and head that way. Uh, Boomer, you notice the swarm's going. You and Bumbles are in a communication, and you, uh, you kind of pop out of spot leaning out with your uh, uh, with your sniper rifle. And uh, before the swarm gets there, you take out two of the three guys, and then the swarm just fucking murders the third guy as he's trying to run. The dude just starts sprinting as soon as, Bumble, uh, as, soon as Boomer uh, uh, took out his two friends, and he starts running like he's on his motorcycle, and you just... 
with the uh, swarm in the motorcycles trash that guy's paste <laughs> <laughs> oh did you see that bumbles that was fun i liked that <laughs> it's um, been a long time since i've gotten to actually use them <laughs> oh, we need to do more of these mate oh i agree so then uh you guys finished your second convoy in the second week um you've been you know getting a lot boomer you've been getting along pretty well with a lot of the red hot nukes telling them about like you know your different guns and like helping them with their guns and and like giving them advice on uh better like you know small uh, better firearms tactics and stuff because you know they mostly just throw grenades and shit um, and um magnitude approaches you boomer and says well you're, you're far from a member how'd you like to start uh start on the path see if you can uh, become an associate with the red hot newts associate sounds good all right i have a little test for you follow me mm-hmm. all right I'm very excited. Uh, did you go through this test? I did very well at this test. <laughs> Boomer, they lead you to a warehouse that uh, is in a pretty abandoned area of uh, Redmond. There's not many buildings intact around it. <laughs> and uh, Magnitude walks you in. Uh, there's uh, basically... 12 to 15 Red Hawk nukes uh, surrounding the area with their motorcycles. Uh, you walk past their little barricade and into uh, this empty warehouse. It's completely empty. Just this big open like hangar, basically. And uh, right in the middle, there's a crate and a chair. And uh, Magnitude walks you up, sits you in the chair. Uh, he pulls out some handcuffs and uh, kind of looks at you and goes, are you ready? Whoa, mate. Look. I know we've worked well together. <laughs> All right. But I'm not sure I'm ready for this part of the relationship yet. Am I At least there? take me out to dinner first. Uh, you're outside, Bumbles. Okay. I'll chat up some of the nukes. Um, he, he, Magnitude lets out a nice loud laugh, and he's like, you're going to do fine. Uh, and he kneels down in front of you and uh, handcuffs both of your ankles to either legs of the, uh, uh, the two legs of the chair, the two front legs of the chair. Uh, and he opens up the crate. And inside is a strange contraption you haven't seen before. Uh, but you've seen enough trids to recognize it as a bomb. And uh, he, go, he, he taps it, he taps it, and he goes, Every, uh, everyone who wants to ride with the Red Hawk nukes has to disarm a bomb made from our leader. And he uh, flips a switch, and, and a timer starts going down. Uh, it's at uh, a minute and 30 seconds. And he, uh, he goes, So... I'll see you on the other side. And he walks out and leaves you in there. I flip the switch off. It doesn't work. <laughs> uh, I don't... Mm. Uh, B- Bumbles, Magnitude uh, walks out, uh, grinning, looks at you, and uh, says, All right, guys, you asked me, I think we should probably move a block away. <laughs> Loudly enough, Boomer, you hear it. Oh, uh, All right. And you hear all the motorcycles uh. revving up to leave. Um, is Spot nearby? Yeah, definitely. I don't move further away, but I do get inside Spot. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You're safe in there. Uh, Boomer, what do you do? How complex is this bomb? Uh, To you, it's a very complex bomb. You don't know how bombs work. (laughs) Oh, Frank, I just throw these things. I don't know anything about them. 
Uh, you see some wires. Uh, there's a weird fifth world looking circuit board on the side. Um, you do you pick it up and look around? I like to look at the bottom of it, or I'm, well, how big's the box? Uh, so this this box is about uh, two foot by two foot, and the bomb inside of it is a cylinder, uh, a metal cylinder uh, with a, a display on the front of it, and some wires poking out, and switches, and circuit boards, and all these weird things that you don't know what they do. Um, and that's about uh, like a foot and a half long cylinder with I don't know a diameter of six inches all right uh yeah i'll i'll look at everything i can okay do you how much what's your logic two yeah okay roll a die for me <laughs> yeah no, no nothing okay you don't know how to how to disarm this bomb oh man oh these these fraggers aren't joking around uh hey uh, uh bumbles yeah hey they didn't say I had to figure it out. They said I had to disarm it. Think you could uh, walk me through this? Um, do I know from past experience, like, am I allowed to assist or will they even know if I do? They might not know. And you honestly don't know if anyone's ever called for assistance because you just, when this happened to you, you were just like, plug, 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 done. <laughs> yeah, okay. You know, show me the bomb. I tried turning it off, but it didn't turn off. So that's 45 seconds remaining. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a smart play for if you don't know bombs. I mean, sometimes the switch just works. Um, <laughs> well, this one didn't, so... Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah. Appreciate um, it. T- take a look at sort of, you know, the back left region for me, would you? Uh, right here? Yeah, that's it. Uh, and what am I rolling here? Uh, you roll uh, your demolitions at a minus two. Oh, I thought it would be instruction. No, no, he's he's basically using... Boomer as a real life drone to design this bomb. <laughs> so that sounds like it should be a plus. <laughs> is this an improvised explosive? Yes, it is. Your specialty. <laughs> that negates the minus two. Uh, that's two hits. Okay. Um, so you're looking at this one's different from the one you you. Uh, sure. I mean, they make a new one each time. Yeah. Um, it's got a, you, you understand immediately that the, the fifth world circuit board on the side is just trash. It's just a dongle hanging there. Uh, you assume that probably if it's removed, it will, uh, speed up the timer. Um, and, uh, you see all the wires, you know, those are superfluous. Uh, and, uh, he flips it over and you see a small seam. Um, and you're pretty sure if you pop that open, you can get to the actual workings of the bomb. Uh, and and from there you might be able to to disarm it. Fifteen seconds. Okay, you see that seam pry open. Uh, yeah. Do, do it quick. All right, prying. Cool. Yeah. Uh, you're a boomer. You can do it. <laughs> I just kind of poke my thumbs in it. And... Yeah. You, All right, now what? And you pop it off, and uh, there's actually advanced like tech in there. Uh, you see uh, two uh, two vials of liquids that, if mixed. Would be a bad thing. <laughs> oh, how did they get their hands on that? <laughs> That's intriguing. Um, and uh, you know, removing those vials would be bad, but you also know that if you reroute a certain switch to a certain circuit and you know clip this wire at the right time, it will disarm. Uh, okay, so um, there should be a sort of circuity thing. You're gonna need to just sort of nudge it to the to the right, left, no right. Um, Eight seconds. And then uh, the blue uh, wire, you're going to need to clip at three. I, I ripped that. 
I, as soon as it hits three, I rip that wire out. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you do that, and uh, it counts down three, two, and then the screen turns off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> All right. I'm going to escape artists out of the shackles. Okay. <laughs> Uh, you hear the motorcycles approaching now that the timer is over. I got two. Yeah. Uh, you, you try to escape artist out. Um, it doesn't really work, but you feel like you could probably break the chair. I just, I just break the chair. <laughs> cool. You break both legs of the chair. You have uh, uh, handcuffs hanging off of you, dragging some chair legs behind you. <laughs> Walk very, very quickly out of the warehouse. <laughs> um, I am rushing into the warehouse. <laughs> Uh, Magnitude approaches you, Boomer, um, and he goes, all right, and sees Bumbles running in and uh, uh, leans into Boomer and goes, you, we, we had a, and he holds up like a, a, a switch and goes, we have, we have a kill, kill switch for you. You're, you're a novice. We know. <laughs> I was going to really say, that's pretty fragged up. Yeah, put the big dumb guy and disarm the bomb. Yeah. Ugh. But we figured... Bumbles could talk you through it. <laughs> uh, well, I uh, I appreciate that. Uh, uh, but you should probably learn uh, if you want to become a full-fledged member. That's what I'm saying. I, you know, I was just thinking handshake and some contracting. <laughs> Fair enough. Stick to your strengths. Uh, he pockets the kill switch yeah. and uh, he goes, let me see your hand. And he walks you through the steps of the uh, handshake, uh, which ends with you pounding and blowing it up. Uh, <laughs> that seems appropriate. Um, and he goes, all right, look forward to working for, with you in the future. And uh, he follows Bumbles in to stop him from taking the bomb, basically. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to take it. I just sort of want to see... How it works. This is a rather fascinating construction. Yeah, he's, he's getting pretty creative. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like the whole, you know, just sort of superfluous dongle of like a whole fifth world circuit board. Yeah, it's it's hilarious watching the the greenhorns try and mess with that. Cuts the time in half immediately. Right, like you think big, shiny, clunky thing, I should probably get rid of that. No, it's totally useless. Is <laughs> anything I learned, it's don't touch anything. Fair. Uh, all right, so that's your guys' this week. Um, there's one more thing I'd like to accomplish. It's rather small. Sure. I would like to take one of the numerous grenades I have <laughs> and remove the wireless detonation capability of it. Okay. And add sort of a dead man switch to it <laughs> in case. Okay. You can do that. I've been kidnapped like infinitely more times in the past month than I had before now. And I'd like to be prepared for the next one. <laughs> what's, a, what's a dead man's switch? It's a please walk away or I'll blow us all up. Okay, yeah. So if his finger comes off the trigger after he presses it, okay. the grenade will detonate. Cool. Cool. Just one grenade or a bundle of grenades? I'll just, I think for now... Just the one. Just the one heavy explosive. Gotcha. I didn't think I'd ever hear the day where Bumbles has presented the option, just one grenade or a bundle of grenades, and he chose one grenade. <laughs> well, I need the rest for other things. 
Uh, and then, then I would take us over to the clinic when we were done there. Cool. You guys hang out with Mouse, who is loopy from uh, from all the drugs while she recovers from her. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's probably the only time she ever has or ever will see me not in a suit. <laughs> you look funny. I look great. <laughs> you look great. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, Mouse is incredibly happy that she has friends. <laughs> um, Doc seems happy too. So um, the two weeks pass. Oh, sorry, yeah. I forgot. Um, we also took Welby to the ghoul shelter. Yes, uh, Welby is no longer at the clinic. Uh, Doc has found uh, basically a ghoul township in the Orc Underground. Um, for Welby to live in. It's a community that uh, has uh, connections with certain um, dock wagon associates that are willing to take uh, fallen runners and fallen whoever uh, that are to be cremated and instead ship them down into the Orc Underground to feed this community. Before he left, he gave you a hug, even though you were so loopy, Mouse, that maybe... Uh... You're so big. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm talking about Welby. You're so little. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Goodbye, Miss Blue Hair Girl. It was nice to meet you. I hope I see you again. I don't like underground. I don't like it that much either, but I don't really have a choice. That's sad. I'm sorry. You can stay here. No, there's plenty of people for me to play with. It will be fine. And the food I hear is really good. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And he gives you another hug and, and runs off to meet Doc. In the Bye, Welby. Um, so uh, the only other thing that happens during that two-week process is uh, Bumbles. You receive a call from Pretty Bee. Oh, hello. Hey, Bumbles. Jerry's dead. No. <laughs> <laughs> but we can only go up from there, right? Um, sure. No, he's still alive. Okay. Um, apparently, he went to some of his superiors. Oh, you damn fool, Jerry. <laughs> uh, and he told them that uh, he was in contact with some shadow runners. Oh, God, Jerry. Who uh, were trying to deal with a ghoul infestation below and that they needed some help. Obviously, as you might imagine, his superiors were rather uh, annoyed about this and started looking into Jerry's... Uh, Oh, Jerry. Jerry's paperwork. You Uh, dumb, dumb idiot, Jerry. Luckily, apparently Jerry's actually very good at hiding when he sells you drones illegally. If there's one thing he's good at, it is paperwork. (laughs) (laughs) Not not having anything to uh, pin him with, uh, they couldn't quite take excessive action to punish him. Instead, they demoted him heavily. He's now a janitor. Okay, where's he a janitor at? At Mitsuama. But, like, specifically what building? Nowhere near the drones. Damn. <laughs> uh, he cleans up in the industrial area of the territory. Um, mostly a lot of grease stains, putting out grease fires, grease this, grease that. Uh, he's a pretty, it's a pretty shit job. Well, I suppose, you know, I guess it's good he's not dead. Yeah, um, he does have a new com. I can, uh, I can give you that number. Uh... As far as mechanically, Bumbles, uh, what is Jerry's connection rating? Three. Three? It's one now. 
Yeah. <laughs> His loyalty, though, somehow unchanged. <laughs> Do you call him up? Not right now. Okay. I'll give him some time to settle into his new life <laughs> as a janitor. <laughs> a few days after that call, you all get a call from Pretty Bee. And, uh, hello, team. believe it's time for you to get the rundown on this uh, gala job I have for you. Fantastic. Cool. Let's hear it. Uh, let's meet at the estate. All right. I'll pick everyone up. Sure. You go and pick everybody up. I do. Oh, I think, I think I'm at I'm at Boomer's house learning about his guns. Yeah, he's, he's t- telling me them all by their both their gun name and the h- human name that he has given them. <laughs> uh, is Mouse at Doc's clinic or at her home? Actually, she's probably at home. Yeah, after recovering at Doc's clinic for a better part of a week, she probably went home to get some fresh clothes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I'll uh, I'll do my work in the car then. As I'm on my way to pick up Mouse, I put the finishing touches on putting the gun and the grenades and loading the bullets into my new drone. Cool. Uh, you have a very powerful swarm now. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> so you all get picked up. You head over to uh, the Whitmore Estate. The gates open when you arrive. You drive through the grounds up to the parking circle nearby the fountain. You exit, climb up the nice stairs, the door's unlocked, uh, you walk in, and Whitmore uh, wheels into the, uh, the foyer to, uh, uh, to welcome you. Welcome, team. Hi. Hello. Bryn's in the hub, uh, waiting to give you the briefing. Are you not coming? Uh, no, no. I, uh, I've, got some, uh, I've got some important phone calls to make, some files to finish working on. Uh, Bryn knows everything he needs to know, so he should be able to take care of you. Okay. Uh, Seattle, then Japan, yeah? On the, the swirl of the globe to make the secret door open. Yes. Yep. All right. And, uh, he goes wheeling off into his, uh, his study. Um, there is one thing I forgot to mention. Uh, during that two-week process, after you finished initiating, uh, mm-hmm. Kashmir. Um, that happened basically like the night before this because mm-hmm. it took you the whole two weeks. Sure. Um, you had a really weird dream. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you do have dreams about your uh, your Thunderbird mentor spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you are flying through the sky with it. Sometimes it's you know flying around above you and you're chasing after it, trying to like zigzag through like basically Japan's Mitsuhama territory, uh, trying to catch this bird. Um, this time you wake up in the Mitsuhama territory and you hear the cry of the, the Thunderbird. And so you, so you start approaching it. Um, and as you do, everything seems to get darker. Everything seems to get colder. And, uh, you hear the Thunderbird again. You start going that direction and then it screeches one more time and the screech is cut off short. Oh God. So you start running towards that area. Now in a cold sweat, mm-hmm. um, you get there, you see the Thunderbird laying on the ground, butchered, and uh, next to it are your friends. There's Bumbles, whose guts are hanging out, his swarm destroyed, decimated. Uh, there's a Mouse impaled on like a piece of rebar. 
uh, this whole area of the Mitsuhama territory is destruct destroyed as if by an explosion. Uh, mm-hmm. There's like fires burning. Uh, it's a very it was a some some kind of cataclysm. Uh, Boomer uh, is beheaded, and uh, you look down and you see uh, you're bleeding heavily from your chest, and you don't know what. And uh, you kind of stumble back and fall, and then you look up and you see looming over your Thunderbird uh, a dark shadow, uh, this weird, almost humanoid-looking form, but kind of demented in its shape, uh, and two yellow glowing eyes looking down at you, and you wake up. Do they look like the yellow eyes of the helmet? <laughs> they look like yellow spotlights, mostly. Okay. Uh, they're not, like, dripping or anything like that. Sure. So, yeah. Uh, Whitmore wheels away, <laughs> leading you, uh, leaving you all to go into the hub. What do you do? I look sharp. <laughs> it's so good Head to on see on my all shoulders. You yes. I'm just so healthy right now. Yes, you are, and it's so good to see. It's good to see all of you, really. You all look so, so well. Just fantastic, each of you. You look <laughs> well, I, healthy. You look good. I, I have been working out. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yes. You want to see how many pull-ups I can do? Absolutely. Just do them all. Do all the push-ups you can while you still can. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, whatever. I mean, uh, we all die eventually. <laughs> uh, you guys walk into the study. Seattle, Japan. Uh, bookcase opens up. You walk down into the hub where Bryn is uh, sitting in his chair, uh, arms at his side, looking around at the screens, uh, manipulating Seattle in small, minute ways to help people in Redmond and Tacoma and Auburn and Polyup. I have a question about the hub. Yeah. Does it seem like more of a Decker thing to be the guy in the chair, or is that a rigger thing as it's, well. You, you are pretty sure it's 100% a Decker thing. Okay. Um, yeah. Sure. He's basically using the hub as a signal booster for which to hack lesser devices got it, around got Seattle. Got it, got it. Okay. Uh, you guys walk in. There's a moment before he realizes you're there, and he kind of shakes his head, seeming to come out of a trance, and uh, stands up and goes, all right. Um, so, the gala job. Uh, you got most of the pertinent details uh, about what I expect of you. Um, so how about we get to what my research has uh, figured out? And uh, he waves his hand, and uh, the screens go black for a second. And then as a whole image uh, parsed out amongst all the screens, uh, an image of an estate house comes up. Uh, not as large as Whitmore's, but still extravagant in every way. Um, with larger grounds... Uh, Whitmore's grounds only extend so far from uh, the actual home. Uh, these grounds are a little more vast, like like there's a little bit of like a, a small woodland area off to the side. Um, this is Agatha Harding's estate. It's where the gala is going to be hosted. Um, before I start, I want you all to know that I will not be planning this operation for you. I will give you the information my legwork has uh brought up, and I'll let you handle it as your own. Um, I'm here as purely informational support. I will not be boots on the ground with you. I will not tell you how to do your job. Um, Of course, as we've discussed before, 
Whitmore and I do have a certain standard of etiquette as far as collateral damage goes uh, that we expect you to adhere to. That being said, uh, I can get you into the party. I can uh, get each of you a temporary fake sin uh, of any identity you please. Um, this will only last for the night. It's not going to continue on. But you can be anybody to get into this party, and I can make sure that your invitation is attached to said identity. Once you're inside the uh, estate, you're going to need to find a way into the basement. As far as I can tell, there is an elevator on the west wing of the estate uh, that goes up to the second and third floor of the estate and presumably down into the basement. Um, and a couple quick questions. Uh, does he have like a layout, a blueprint of the house? He doesn't really have a blueprint of the house, um, but he has like the outside, like the, he basically has like what seems to be images from a drone that circled the estate. Uh, and what is around the elevator? Like, a kitchen or um it is nearby the kitchen uh it is somewhat of a multi-purpose freight elevator and servant elevator because of the size of the elevator i'm pretty sure it would go into the basement for her to stash uh whatever she can uh in her vault um as far as the information of the basement goes it's a bit unfortunate i can't give you any uh, all of my data indicates that the basement is a completely enclosed Faraday cage. Um, so no wireless signals in or out. The basement, you said the basement, the whole basement? The whole basement is encased in a Faraday cage. Um, so once you get down there, our comms will be interrupted, save for one possible workaround. Her house is wired with an intercom system. It's possible that that hard-lined intercom system, which does not operate wirelessly does extend into the basement. Should you need to contact me while in the basement, you can probably use that if you get a data tap on the outside of the Faraday cage and a data tap on the inside of the Faraday cage using that hard line as a connection, you might be able to get a signal boost somewhere. As long as on the outside of the Faraday cage with your data tap, you leave some kind of comm link to give the device wireless function, basically. As far as I know, through people we've been able to get information out of. The basement does have a vault, and that vault is most likely guarded. The gala itself will also have security. There will be 12 security guards, mostly guarding the upper floors, the second and third floor, which are off limits during the party. Uh, these guards are armed heavily, but with non-lethal weapons. As for the ability for you to bring weapons into this party, they're limited. Personal bodyguards are permitted, but their weapons are limited to non-lethal as well. And small firearms. And he grins at Boomer and goes, sorry, you can't bring Sheila. Uh, 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 oh, not Sheila. She's one of your favorites. Well, one of your like six or seven favorites, but one of your favorites nonetheless. It's a non-ordered list. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, of course. <laughs> it's hard Wait. to choose. You've told me that. Of course, I'm, I'm, <laughs> of course, I'm speaking, uh, I'm speaking as far as legitimate entry of any type of weaponry. Should you decide to smuggle weapons in some way, you can bring whatever you want. Well, I sure ain't keistering the new one. <laughs> 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 uh, 
I might just have to go shopping then. I mean, there's nothing wrong with getting more. <laughs> uh, how's the uh, how's the surveillance around the grounds? Uh, there are several cameras all throughout the grounds, um, as well as several cameras inside the estate. The cameras on the grounds, what do they cover specifically? Uh, it has a full view of the grounds. Um, except for what I can tell, the wooded area uh, to the east of the building. What about sort of the airspace above the estate? <laughs> Just so you know, looking at the estate, it is not a flat roof to stay. <laughs> it's not really a problem. Okay. Um, he he kind of like looks at you a little confused and goes, um, there's probably a bl- blind spot directly above the estate. Um, as long as you recall that the upper levels are off limits for the party and are heavily guarded. Okay. It's just sort of spitballing here, you know, just sort of... Of course. And I'm, I'm not deterring you from any one course of action uh, that doesn't result in innocent lives being lost. I'm sort of seeing what Bumbles is getting at. Um, do you have pictures of the roof or any idea of how sturdy it might be? Uh, I'm not an architect, uh, so I have no idea how sturdy it might be. Pictures, but you can see any gestures at the circling 360 aerial view of that uh, house. Mm-hmm. Like the the roof there, uh, it's some of it's steepled, some of it's not. <laughs> yeah, basically, like, is it shingles or is it like stone? It's shingles. Oh well, that's okay. What about the uh, etiquette for bodyguards? Uh, are they to keep their Weapons concealed, or are yes. they allowed to sling? Oh. Definitely concealed, small firearms. Uh, obviously, everyone attending the gala is expected to be in formal attire and to donate heavily to the Astral Preservation Fund, uh, which, should you be pressed into a donation on the spot, I can wire you money in that instance uh, from Whitmore. Great. Um. Is there anyone on the guest list who might be sympathetic to our cause? He, uh, he seems to look at something in his AR display, uh, like scrolling through a list, and goes, no one on the guest list that I can think of would be considered an activist of any sort. Uh, these are all extremely wealthy, posh, full of themselves, uh, politicians, corporate executives, uh, as well as just wealthy investors. Um, Though you do bring up a good point, Bumbles. I do have a full report on everyone on the guest list. Um, I can forward this data to you, and you can access it at any moment when communicating with anyone at the party to get a readout of what I know about them. Um, Right. Um, I did have a a follow-up question then. Do we know anything about her staff? How do you mean? Well, I mean, it's going to be a lot of very rich, ostensibly bad people walking around. There's probably going to be, like, at least, a, you know, a decent amount of, like, very poor staff people who might be sort of inclined to look the other direction while we walk out with a painting or two. It's possible. Um, the staff is a third-party catering company. No one working the party is of her regular... Uh, servant staff uh a couple like the head chef is her is her chef 
but uh, most of the other people working in the kitchen as well as uh, serving at the uh, party, um, I'm not sure who's going to be uh, sent from the company, so I have no way of knowing. Um, that, that list I have not obtained and didn't actually think to. So you can get us invitations. Any chance you could get us on the staff? Maybe one of us. Since I didn't tap into the catering company, uh, I don't have the back doors necessary to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, But you do have a very capable decker on your hands. Should that be the route you would like to go, I assume Mouse is capable. Uh, Mouse doesn't look up, but she's like, yep, I can do that. That's a thing I can do. We also have a surprisingly good chef. He looks at all of you and settles on Bumbles and, like, looks a little inquisitively. I mean, yeah, but he's talking about Boomer. Boomer? <laughs> no, I just, I just make, like, cakes and pies, various other desserts, <laughs> bread from multiple, multiple cultures around the world, omelets, <laughs> stir-fry. Boomer, I'm going to have to have you over for brunch one day. Oh, uh, uh sure. <laughs> Um, and then quiche. It's surprisingly <laughs> easy to make quiche. <laughs> um, and could you get a list of who's on security? Uh, I do have all of those. Uh, as far as at least Agatha Harding's security personnel, I do have uh, all of their information as well. Great. Um, and then oh, another question. Oh, um, this seems silly. Do you have any information on the vault? No, unfortunately not. I just know it exists. Well, that's... So you said when we're in there earlier last time that we're only allowed to take the paintings. Yes. Barring anything extremely... uh, Valuable. No, not valuable. uh, Pricey. Damning. Oh. Like she's got sort of a picture of her and, I don't know, the president of UCAS... Sort of making out drunkenly. Uh, yeah, uh, something along those lines. Or yes. Like an, an Anything an- that can be used against her. Sure, like an ancient jade vase that could be invaluable and somehow incriminating. No, no. As I mentioned before, we don't know what's in the vault, and we can't we can't be certain that anything in the vault is safe for us to obtain. Our operation requires a certain amount of discretion. Should we take something that she, for instance, is holding for somebody in that vault, that somebody may come looking for us. Right, fair, okay. We have to use a certain amount of discretion to continue our work. Yeah, discretion, right, okay. That might be all of my questions. Should I leave you for Pot roast. then? <laughs> what was that, Boomer? Pot roast, that's another good one. <laughs> Bring me a sample of your pot roast. <laughs> Sorry, I was, I was thinking. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't think of anything else. Okay, well, you all can contact me if you, uh, if you have any questions along the way. Also, uh, I will be available for open comms during the job. Good to know. Um, uh, Pretty B, I got this for you, so if you need me to um, tap in, then I can. It's a data tap. You know that. <laughs> Sorry, so yeah. He takes the data tap from you. Uh, he's going to roll judge intentions on you, Mouse. <laughs> Uh, what's going on, Mouse? <laughs> uh, she's uh, uncomfortable because 
she felt like she feels guilty. So she's she's looking ashamed. And yeah. She's okay. Yeah. I was just making sure she wasn't like crushing on him and so bashful she couldn't talk to him. No, 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 no. Okay, so she's feeling uncomfortable and ashamed, like maybe Bryn's mad at her. Yeah. He uh, he takes the data tap mm-hmm. and uh, puts a hand on your shoulder, mm-hmm. and uh, it's his it's his silver hand. She looks at it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, he goes, Mouse. Yeah. I'm happy to be working with you. That's good. Is there anything we need to discuss? No. Do you look like there's there's something on your mind? Yes. Care to share that with us? No. (laughs) Um, And she like looks really uncomfortable. She's like, I just, um, you were, you were sad, but you said you weren't sad. And I, I made you sad, I think, the last time. And I didn't, I didn't know why. So he, he smiles, a warm smile and a genuine smile and kind of like leans down because, you know, you're much shorter than he is. Mm-hmm. And he like leans down to look you square in the face and he goes, whatever pain I feel about the past, whatever baggage I have, emotional baggage. <laughs> he okay, says to clarify. that makes more sense. <laughs> It has nothing to do with you. As far as I'm concerned, he stands up, looks at the four of you. You four are my chance at redemption. And I have great faith in you. Well, thanks. Okay, that's good. So, about payment for this job. Yes. <laughs> um, so what were you, Just out of curiosity, I guess we'll start with this. What were you thinking for it? Uh, 20K. Okay, that is a way to think about this. Um, well, see, the thing about it is the sewer job, I know we ended up getting 50K, and that was great. That was fine. Um, I was thinking we could maybe establish sort of a baseline going right there moving forward. The prices uh, are indicated by what we imagine the difficulty of the job to be. Um, the reason the rate went up so extensively, if you recall, it was we settled on 20K before the sewer job turned out to be full of harvesters and a vampire. Um, uh, once that information had been revealed, we willingly and without negotiation gifted you more money as compensation for the unexpected troubles. Sure. So we can be expected to be gifted more money once we find harvesters on the ground? If there are harvesters in that vault, yes, I will pay you a premium. I'll go ahead and roll negotiation. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you get? I got five. But uh, in the interest of making sure you have the equipment you need and you are compensated for the uncertainties that lie inside that vault, uh, as I was unable to... Including the the vault itself, you know. We've sort of got to now study every vault there is to be prepared. I mean... Between me and Mouse, I think we can get into pretty much any role anyone's ever made out there. I think you're forgetting someone. (laughs) And Um, and Boomer. Are you the person that we forgot? I was. It's not Kashmir, right? Okay. I'm a breaking and entering. Guys, please, just please. I'm. I'm I'm doing this. (laughs) Uh, Pretty B is just smiling ear to ear. Um, I'll give you the 20k at the end of the job. Uh, and 
we'll raise the grand total to 23,000 uh, going in. You get that 3,000 ahead of time and the 20,000 afterwards. Okay. However, uh, should you patch me in when you're in the vault, depending on what's inside that vault, you may be able to get a little more, but only with my advice on what to grab besides the painting. Well, great. And this time, when we ask you what we should be looking for or what might be important to you, if you could please respond to our texts, that would be enormously helpful. His texts. (laughs) Fine, my texts. Because we don't know what... We might not know what we're looking for. We're just sort of going around in the dark. I don't know what's important to you. you if you're so referring to when you me. were interrogating a Russian void that I did not tell you to interrogate, that was not my operation. That was your operation. I mean, yes, but it doesn't mean he, he didn't have information that you could potentially want, right? We're all on the same team, Bryn. Just help me help you. We Wait. are on the same team now. Up until then, Whitmore and I were uncertain. So 20,000 then. Also, I hired them. So. Uh, after? Yes. And then three now, plus, of course, expenses. I mean, I don't, I can't speak for Boomer, but I can't imagine he has anything in his arsenal that anyone would label non-lethal. Yeah, some stick and shock, right, Boomer? Actually, it's funny you mentioned that. I have plenty of stick and shock. And also, these hands that kill can also gently caress <laughs> a temporary coma. <laughs> Bumbles? What's up? I'm really confused. I'll explain it to you later. (laughs) Mouse, we're going to start doing this thing where you can take notes during conversations you've sort of lost, and then later bring them up and we will answer all of your questions. Bumbles? (laughs) Yeah? Was, Was that... It sounded mean, but it was nice. (laughs) <laughs> oh no, I'm just trying to help Mouse I know you get really confused But in in the moment It's tough to answer all of your questions But later we can answer them all When we have time I don't ask that many questions Okay If the four of you don't have any more questions for me No Excellent, I have work to do And he turns back towards the hub Which re- re- uh, reinstates the surveillance Of the greater Seattle area and he begins saving lives. <laughs> Just let us know the things we should know. He waves his hand half-heartedly at you. <laughs> well, okay, okay guys. bye. <laughs> I've got some ideas. Yeah, so we, well, Mouse leaves the hub. Yeah, let's all go to the study, I guess. I, uh, on my way out, I sort of sort of walk by the mill-spec armor and sort of put my hand up to the glass and look longingly at it. <laughs> you think I, it looks longingly back at you. <laughs> one day. And then I head to the study. So how much time is between now and the actual um, event? Oh, yes. It is tonight. It's tonight. What? Okay. Yes. Wait, what? <laughs> no. Remember when we planned that kidnapping very quickly? Yes, but... That was because of incompetence. I mean, uh, I, hey, I disagree, but um, we're it's very currently good like 10 in the morning. Yes, but oh, we didn't. Do you remember when we couldn't just rush into the sewers? Right, because it's is sort the of sewers. like that. Okay, if we needed a bunch y- of rich people and a bunch of ghouls are two different things. Uh, yes, but oh, I had a plan. I mean, have you, you know, uh, 
constraint breeds creativity, right? That's the thing I've heard. <laughs> well, I didn't tell you guys this because I didn't think that it was important to tell you, but now I should tell you is I have, I put in a new smuggling compartment in my arm. Um, it could probably fit a lot of stuff like lethal rounds or narcogenic. Or, yeah, it, it's like the size of a bread box. It's in my bicep. Um, and so I could fit a small, um, like a sawed-off shotgun or a pistol or maybe like some, like uh, maybe your fly spy can fit in there. Um, I mean, the fly spy could probably fit in there with some other stuff as well. Yeah. So if, or like. Or some narco jack. Great. That'll work. Oh. So there's um, some stuff that, so there that's a way that we could get some stuff in into the party. Sure. Um, do you guys um, that's have... a great idea. Do you guys have, like... Because I have, like, my sparkly my sparkly dress thing. Um, yes, I think we all have. So you guys have, like... Do we know what the actual dress code is for the event? Is it's, Will their suits is it, do, uh, yeah. or... Yeah, their suits will do. Okay. I mean, mine changes color. Yeah, yours, <laughs> but I didn't know if it was like uh, my suit's fucking amazing. <laughs> so, Tommy, I have a question. Yeah, is there sort of a future fantasy version of Tinder? Yeah, would Mouse be able to search it for any of the gods on post tonight? Yeah, I mean, she can do that. <laughs> I, uh, I turned to Mouse. Mouse. So, I don't know if you know this. There's this app and it doesn't work very well you don't i think a lot of them are bots you don't get a lot of matches um but it's it's an app called tinder uh, speak for yourself could you <laughs> oh uh, that makes me feel fine um could you search it for any of the people on this god list for tonight okay i do and bumbles do you have an account no. Could you quickly make one? Just put any picture of yourself on that. Literally any picture you want. <laughs> okay. Ooh, I'll just fact, make one for you. It's one, fine. One in sure. this study would be good because it's a nice study. Um, I mean, if you want to use one here, that's fine. Can I just take a quick the, selfie? Through the, the database. Yeah. Go ahead and roll. Go ahead and roll. <laughs> metric search. Cash. Cash. Mm -hmm. I'll go over some tips with you later. Oh, that would be so nice. Thank you. It's all about presentation. Have you tried just sort of saying the right thing at the right time? Always. I, <laughs> I've tried that. I try that all the time. I think overall it's a fine profile. Uh, so you're all looking at Kashmir's uh, dating profile on Tinder. -er, <laughs> and uh, Mouse comes up with a list. Four of the 12 guards do have uh, Tinder -er accounts. Okay, here's the list. What do you need it for? Great. Um, Bumbles, on your new account, and Mouse, could you, could you set it so that Bum it, they come up on Bumbles and that Bumbles comes up for them on Tinder? I assume it's like a You're, random... Uh, so I'm, I don't... It's a lot easier if you tell me what you want to happen instead I'm, of like one step at a time because it takes me... I, I might do something wrong. Like if I match... Match like I I don't I can just go in and do sure, whatever you no, want to have happen. Sorry, sorry about that, Mouse. You're right. Um, that's probably for the best. We need Bumbles to match with as many of these people as we can before tonight. I could just sort of you know send them all messages. 
in Tinderer, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have to match with someone to send them a message? Yes. Or could they just get a message from Bumbles? <laughs> um, All right. So then, then, yeah, we just, we need um, to set up so Bumbles can match with as many of these people as he can before tonight. Sure. Um, Are they then, both men and women or? Uh, yeah. Uh, Three of the four are men, and one of them is a woman. How many of them are into... Two. Okay. Are into what? Bumbles. Oh. <laughs> Maybe just sort of set it up to match with all of them anyway. Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a decent okay, chance. Okay, so I... Is that hacking then? Um, yeah, you'd have to hack the Tinder host. Yeah, okay, let's do that. <laughs> Can I just swipe right on them as well? Yes. <laughs> just, just keep going through Tinderer until you see one and then swipe right. You don't want to run out of your daily matches. It's really sad. I'm going to go mean, for... I, I have the unlimited version, the paid version, but it's... after. In fact, after today, Bumbles, you can just delete it. We we don't need to see how many matches you would get on there. It's just, it's just irrelevant. How many hits did you get on hacking the Tinderer host, Mouse? Um... Yeah, so seven. And I went for two marks. Okay. You zip over in the Matrix to the Tinderer host. It's this big uh, symbol floating up above you. Uh, You float up to it. You uh, attempt to get more than one mark on it because you can get a mark on it by making an account, but that's not what you need. Um, So you're trying to get your extra two marks so that you can change everything, yeah. Uh, and you get booted from the system and a mark is on you. <laughs> yeah. I so, clear my deck. Have we had any luck with Bumbles just finding them? Bumbles roll edge. Okay. I got a hit. All right, you find one. Um, I, you know, I swipe right on them, like, hey, all right, yeah, I'm into that. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Let us know if you find any more or if they get back to you and they've matched with you as well. What are you rolling for, Mess? To go again? You're trying to hack again. Okay. So hopefully after they match with you, we can sort of, you can send them some messages and sort of set up a, a foundation for some, how are you at seduction? I never really thought about it, I guess. It's, it's generally not my plan A, but... Nine. Do you guys think there's any chance we could get... Boomer and or Mouse into the kitchen staff by tonight? Mouse, you get your two additional marks. You have three marks on the Tinderer house now. Because you know what they let cooks bring in? Boxes. And oh. things where you can hide <laughs> some things. <laughs> oh, you're good. What, did you think you were going to keister again? I was, I was really hoping I didn't have to. Me too. <laughs> Both for your sake and for Betsy's. Seven. For your edit file? Yeah. Yeah. Bumbles. Bing, bing, bing. The other three show up. <laughs> All right. I, uh, I, I also do... send them push notifications on their phone. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, I do my thing, you know. All right. What do you send them? I just sort of, you know, say, hey, <laughs> what's up? Oh, and Mouse, while you're in there, could you see maybe how many likes I've got? Or <laughs> how... I don't, don't do that, Mouse. We're sort of on a clock here. <laughs> right, sure. I wipe my marks. So one of them messages you back. It's the, the female guard. Okay. She just says, hey, in like a smiley emoji. All right. 
What am I accomplishing here? Just try to be flirty. So the plan, as I saw it, was if we could maybe match you with these people and sort of lay the groundwork for sort of a mutual attraction, come the party, if any of them is guarding the second floor, you could maybe flirt your way to the second floor and then we could get all of us on the f- service elevator and get down to the basement without really being noticed. Okay. Does that make sense to everybody? Sort of. Should we abandon this altogether? I was just thinking go in as a main person, plus three, maybe cause a power outage, get oh. lost, make our way downstairs that way. I... Knock out anybody along the way and... Uh, Right, it just... To that service elevator. It seems a little cons- conspicuous, right? I don't I, really know how people work, I think. But <sighs> if someone was like, hey, on the Matrix, and then appeared in my face, like, less than a day later, it would be weird. I mean, I think that Bumbles is charming and handsome, very handsome enough to sort of <laughs> play off that awkwardness of, oh, look, we met in Tinder, and now here we are in real life. What a coincidence. Yes. Right? I mean... He- I guess. Yeah, I hadn't really ever thought of it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, so my thought was, basically, you're, my, you're the main guy, and I'm your bodyguard. I don't think anyone's going to believe that. I, I, don't, I don't mean to say that harshly, I, but if we can bring Boomer in as a bodyguard, that's sort of believable, and he'll have a reason to just have a gun. Sure. Um, Cashmere. Who, who made Bumble's Tinder account? Was it Mouse, right? What did you put on it as his personality and his occupation oh, and who he was? Oh, wait. Did Mouse or did Bumble's make it? You asked Mouse to make it. Oh, I mean, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> um, so Mouse would have replicated his, what was it? Jean-Claude Van Damme? <laughs> Steven, oh, Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal um, name. And then um, what, what, whatever, I ga- I was, whatever I gave for the you, list. I was a trid producer. Yeah, tr- yeah a trid so producer. So trid okay. producer. Um, and because I would remember all this because I have right. photographic mm-hmm. memory. And... Um, uh, that he likes um, explosions. <laughs> Which is great, because I'll make action movies. <laughs> and um, he is um, good at um, overhead camera I'm shots. a great cinematographer. Yeah, <laughs> by flyby shots. Fly spy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this looks great, Mouse. Well done. Thanks. So, um... The uh, the guard's name is Misty Castaneda. Uh, she uh, she said she sends you another message, being like, "Trids, what trids?" Uh, films such as you know, Payback and Honor Bound, and I'm just naming things that sound like bad Steven Seagal movies. <laughs> Twelve rounds, nine. Uh, roll edge for me. No hits. No hits. So there's no response for a little bit, and uh, she blocks you. Okay. Oh, damn. Highly trained security guard capable of figuring out an, a fake account. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've never done this. I usually just sort of talk to them. Yeah, we should have had Boomer type for you, I guess. Hey, um, does it... Uh, Bryn said there might be a blind spot above the, uh, the second floor. 
Uh, above above the estate, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. How much rope can we acquire relatively quickly? <laughs> uh, it's really, you already have some rope, and Boomer definitely has a lot of rope, and it's really easy to find yeah. rope. Okay. Does it look like there's roof access? Not really. Okay. But um, Perhaps a balcony. There are some balconies oh, on right. the third floor. If there's any roof access, I can literally climb up there and I mean, give me some locks and I, I get on there. Also, we've got invitations. We could just sort of walk in and wing it. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, my whole plan's gone to shit, so... Hey, hey, that's <laughs> a good idea. I like, where you're, I like how you think outside the box. I don't know why I but keep trusting the simpler, Tinder. The less moving parts there are, the better things are going to work, the less things that can go wrong. I'm, ch- I'm yeah, sure. Oh, you, you know this, uh, Bumbles. Yeah. All right, so let's just keep this simple. Cash. Yes. You seem like a businessman, just from listening to you talk. I mean, I... You just go in there and... A little. You'll be our, you'll be our face. Sure, I'll just have to dust off the gallus skills a bit, I guess. Uh, I can be a bodyguard. Sure. Mouse, you do decking stuff, but your, but your role... Maybe you could be his wife or something. That's that's going to be an easy sell. Um, Bumbles. I actually, uh, I like where you're going. I wonder if maybe, uh, you know, Kashmir goes in with you as his bodyguard. And then sort of, I think me and Mouse likely are going to have to deal with that safe. One of us at least. Um, maybe Mouse and I go in as people unrelated to you too. That could work too. I just thought it'd be easier to justify staying together. And is, well, if we want to get to that elevator, is there any way we could get someone on the kitchen staff? Or, because Boomer, I know I would feel more safe if you had a large gun. Well, aren't sniper rifles for, like, distance? And, like, we're going to be inside a house? Oh, he has several large guns, don't worry. For all sorts of ranges, don't worry. But... I don't see any reason why I necessarily be, need to be on the kitchen staff. Oh, I could probably hide stuff under an apron a lot easier. So we can't do anything until we're inside the Faraday cage, right? But the thing is, is like, I don't know. I've never really been to a big party before, especially a fancy one. Well, I think. But I was thinking that um, like in, in like trids and stuff, People like um, get into trouble, and, and they like sneak places to be alone and and stuff. And like it seems like it's really easy for them, and they're not even shadow runners. Right. So That's... can we just do that until we get inside the Faraday cage? Because we don't know what we're dealing with until then. And like I feel like if we're at a party and we're like, "Hi, we're here," and everyone's like, "Cool." Welcome, and then, and then we just sort of like mingle, and then and then sneak through a door that nobody's watching. I like this plan. That's what I was saying. Well, there's just there's going to be a lot of security watching all the doors. Um. Well, he actually said that there was the majority of 
the security was going to be on the second and third floor, um, and oh. they all are going to have non-lethal stuff. And with our armor on, the non-lethal stuff shouldn't incapacitate us immediately. So I feel like as long as Boomer's within a reasonable range of all of us, we should be okay. And if they're running wirelessly, I can stop their weapons, even from AR. Okay, so um, I, I'm more worried about being inside a Faraday cage i don't really like that idea we'll, we'll go set up the data taps and uh oh that's right i forgot i got you guys some here and this way if you don't if you're somewhere and i'm not with you and i need to be you can just clip because there's been a couple of times where you haven't had any and i've been like oh rats um and <laughs> and so i got you guys some so don't lose it it's like having me with you all the time. Oh, wow. great. This Thanks. would have been very useful. Yeah, they are very useful. Thank you. <laughs> right, so walk in with invitations and wing it then. Uh, what? Merps. That sounds like you're sure. I will say yes. We have a frame of what See, we need Kashmir? to do. Sure. Oh, just a couple things. Um, oh, I, I have a quick text to Bryn. Yeah, um, who's downstairs? <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not going to spin the globe and have the big, you know, reveal again. That's, right. I mean, those hydraulics only have so many uses. Right. That's, uh, quick. So, who is our who is our host again for the evening? Agatha Harding. Is she single? No. Oh damn. Is she? Never mind. <laughs> I really wanted seduction to be part of this. This is a gala job. Who knows? That's where the wing it part comes in. <laughs> oh, do point. you need like a date? Oh, I wonder if you, if Bryn could get an invitation for your neighbor. She would be lovely to have with us. Or just, you know. Well, even... she goes to these kinds of parties all the time. Great. Uh, even if she, we could just have, I could have like a practice date with her. So like next time we have a gala, <laughs> I'll sort of know what I'm getting into. Or she could come with us to the next gala. How many? are we going to? I don't know, but I want to be prepared, and I think she could really help with right, that. Right, so I'm heading towards spot. <laughs> um, I'm sort of reviewing the aerial footage and what I know about um, Mouse's smuggling compartment. Um, oh, yeah, I imagine I've tried to get things through security before. Yeah. Um, like... Is that going to just get wandered over and they're going to be like, oh, there's a drone in here. No, you can't come in. Um, so it's probable that the security will have uh, mad scanners, um, which can detect firearms, uh, advanced electronics and identify them, stuff like that. Um, so it, it is kind of like that. They can wand over it and tell what's inside there. So then, um, Mouse. Yeah. Uh, I'm imagining your smuggling compartment is not sort of a foolproof we can take whatever in without a little bit of effort. Well, um, no. It's a hidden smuggling compartment, okay. so nobody's going to really be able to see it without really looking. Right, but I'm imagining security at the front door is going to be really looking. Right. But um, that's why I would, maybe if we're in the car, like... I would hack on the way in to make sure that okay. um, it read as n not illicit. Okay. Yeah. Cool. 
if so, you I mean, uh, if you're confident in that, then uh, I think this plan will work. And then the other thing is, is that if I'm the only one carrying the stuff, then if it gets caught, then I'm just expelled, and you guys are still able to go in, and I, uh, and I can just sneak in. Yeah. All right. Oh, could we get a blueprint of the house? Bryn did not have one. Um, I can try. If we're gonna wing it, we can at least. It would be good to know where we're going. So you're searching for the uh, blueprints of the house on the Matrix. Yeah. So I. Um. So more specifically, I'm gonna search for who built the house, mm-hmm. and then their backlog of blueprints. Okay. Rather than looking for. Um, it on like say like the house's information or like any civil site because um, it feels like she's very cagey. I mean, it doesn't feel like it. It seems like there's a lack of information, and if it, if it was on a public site, then Bryn would have found it already. Okay, go ahead and roll. Um, three. Okay, you are unable to find the architect of this building. That's not surprising, as Bryn couldn't find it either. <laughs> you find out that it was built within the last 10 years, but you don't know by whom. Can I do another search of houses of similar size built in the relatively same time in the Seattle area? Go for it. Okay. Four. So after an hour of searching for all this, um, you don't find any records of... Houses of similar dimensions or, like, style being built in the Seattle area. We're just going to have to wait until we're on site. I don't think I can get any other information until then. All right. Then I guess we are winging it. So you didn't need a a date, right? Um, I'll just have Boomer as my bodyguard and sort of go stag. Okay. If you two wanted to go as a thing... What kind of thing? <laughs> I'm just going to sort of stand back and watch this one. <laughs> so, All right, so when someone says a thing, it means those two people are in, are in a relationship. You'll be pretending to be in a dating relationship with Bumbles. So when people say that's a thing, that's what they're talking about? <laughs> not always. All the time? Things. No, not all the time, no. It no, can no, mean just... different things. Wait, <laughs> wait, so things mean different things? Yes. So, so just this time it means a relationship yes. with if Bumbles? Ta- if they're talking about two people and they say a thing, that means relationship. Oh, okay. If they're talking about something people say or do being a thing, it means that it's something that is commonly said or done. Okay. So, can you pretend to, can you pretend to date Bumbles? He is a good-looking guy, and he uh, pinches your cheek. Um, it's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I can try. Okay. Or you could go as his sister. I don't think anyone's going to believe oh, that. No, yeah, that's not how that works. <laughs> 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 All right, I suppose that's what we'll do. I guess we're good. We've got, like, what, like... The rest of the day. Nine hours before we have to be there, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll figure out how much stuff exactly we can fit into my arm. <laughs> Where, uh, is this gala in the sort of very nice Bellevue area? Yes. Okay. Does anyone need anything from their respective homes? 
Well, we all need to get dressed, right? My dress is at my house. Okay. Then uh, I will drive everyone to whatever, you know, their apartments if they need stuff, and then bring everyone back to my place so we can prep. Okay. Uh, so what's everyone collecting from their things? It'll take just like a couple hours to get everyone back home and get their stuff and come back. I guess I just get dressed. Mm-hmm. I've got my, my folk. I hope can like focuses be detected. I mean, they can be assessed. I'll, so I'll leave my, ugh, though this, though this kills me. I'll leave my katana. I'm going to wear my counterspelling and my health. And then I, I put on. Um, some nice suit pants and my jacket, and I have a sweater vest with a shirt and tie underneath. <laughs> um, Bumbles, you grabbing anything? Or oh, well, they're all meeting at your place. Uh, Boomer, what are you getting from your arsenal? Well, definitely my pistol. Okay. With its concealed holster. Or her, her. Think I could get away with my sawed off? Probably it not. wouldn't count as a small firearm, so if they detected it, it would be against the, the rules. Maybe in Mouse's arm? What about a machine pistol? That would count as a small firearm. Yeah, let's go talk to let's go talk to Brutus. Okay. All right, you call Brutus up. Hello. Hi, Brutus. Uh, I'm looking to buy a machine pistol. All right, I have those. Got any uh, Ares Crusaders? Yeah, I have a couple of those in stock. Perfect. Think you can get a suppressor on it? A suppressor? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll take one Ares Crusader with suppressor, a couple spare mags. Also, I'll need uh, some stick and shock rounds for it. Sure, no problem. Oh, I'm... wait, I already have one. Never mind. Okay, never mind. I'll take that off the tab. <laughs> uh, good uh, weapons buying drill, Brutus. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, I'll, I'll talk to you later. Good job. You passed. Bye. Wait, what? Oh, oh. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, I totally had an Ares Crusader this whole time. <laughs> you're, you're like rummaging through your like your your various like hidden weapons, like talking to him, like I need an Ares Crusader, and then like right before he's about to like you know run the tab and say you can come pick it up, you finally like open up like your sock drawer and you're like, oh hey, there's one right there. <laughs> uh, so okay. Boomer, you're grabbing your Ares Crusader. Um, Mouse, you getting anything? You're putting on your fancy dress. Oh, we're cha- I thought I thought we were changing or, there. Or taking your fancy dress. Yeah. Either way, grabbing your fancy dress. My fancy dress and my fancy shoes. Mm-hmm. Oh, and my deck, which I already have. And, yeah. Um, all right, so you all reconvene at Bumble's house, having spent uh, two, two and a half hours collecting your things. Um, what are you guys doing? Primping. (laughs) (laughs) Cashmere brings a makeup kit. (laughs) That's good, because Mouse doesn't have one. Um, This is your shade. Yes, I cannot uh, believe you don't have any foundation. uh, How do you keep your eye open while you do that? (laughs) Oh, here, honey, I'm sorry. It's it's called mascara. I don't... Oh, it's all over my eyes. <laughs> um, so the other thing that we should do is let Bryn know what uh, is on the invitation. Mm-hmm. Um, does anybody have anything that they'd like to put on the invitation? Should you go with Stephen Seagal? Um, 
I would like to go to Steven Seagal to rub it in that guard's face that I am, in fact, a real trid producer. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, So you send that profile over to Bryn. Um, Anyone else? What are you setting yourselves up as? My name's Shinsuke Nakamura. Okay. And what is your profession? What does he put uh, as far as, like, what corporation you're with, if any, or what? Um... Does she have any relationships with any corpse? Like uh, Seder Krupp. Oh, right, right, right. I say I'm from Mitsuhama. Okay. Um, and uh, Mouse? I don't know. Mrs. Seagal? <laughs> I mean, it's up to you. You didn't have to take my name. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, have you ever seen a name and thought, hey, that's a good name. I'd like that name. No. What if we gave you something that's close to mouse? Sure. I don't know what that would be. <laughs> How about Michelle Seagal? Okay. All right. Is, is she accomplished in any way or is she just a, a wife? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I imagine I would have married a woman of, you know, talent and... All right, pizzazz. actress. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Oh, God. No. Um, uh-uh. No. no absolutely that's... not. Uh-uh. Then what? <laughs> um, cinematographer. Cinematographer. All right. Um, and Boomer, what identity are you having Bryn make up for you? I am Charles Norris. <laughs> <laughs> bodyguard. Freelance bodyguard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it doesn't take much time. He sends those back to you. Uh, they look like very well made out sins. Um, I would like to see... Um, Mouse, can I, can I see the compartment in your arm? Sure. Her bicep uh, opens up. Um, so I'm the fly spy fits in, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Does a noisquito fit in? Yes. How much room is left? Mm, maybe enough for one more noisquito. Okay. Is a noisquito equivalent in size to a canister of foam explosive? Yes. <laughs> okay. I put the rating six canister of foam explosive in there. Okay. Nice. I mean, I don't know what we're going to have to do to the vault. <laughs> don't look at me like that. Um, I, I'm spending that time teaching Mouse exactly what a cinematographer is I, and I, some lines to say. I know what a cinematographer is. Do you? Great. <laughs> Sometimes I assume things with you, Mouse, and I'm wrong. And I'm trying to keep that from happening as much. Okay, well, it helps to have the lines. So how's, how is this? I move the camera. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... Um, say, uh, just say canted frame. Canted frame. Yes, you're a big fan of the canted frame. I'm a big fan of the canted frame. And now say it like like you're not on stage shouting it to people, like you would be like inserting it into a conversation. Okay, I'm a big fan of the canted frame. Hey, um, I'm just going to butt in here. If anyone asks what you do, you tell them you make my movies look good. I make your movies look good. I'm, I make your movies look good. <laughs> I mean, this is good enough for me. <laughs> Small mouse. When you say it, gotta be convincing. Okay. Right. Any other prep going on for the rest of the evening? 
It, is it uh, is it black tie? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. I was going to try and settle on a colour, but I guess it's black tie or we're black. <laughs> I brush my hair. I right. just want a hint of colour. Yeah, uh, everyone, you know, make yourself at home for a couple hours. This Go. is kind of oh, amazing. Oh, wow, yeah, none of you guys have been to Bumble's house before, have you? Yeah, <laughs> so when you guys got there, I'm sorry, I forgot that that was a thing. Uh, yeah, you all got there, and it was a very tall high-rise with a doorman and uh, a valet. It's Joe, he knows me. Uh, <laughs> Bumble, Joe. Bumbles goes up, uh, everyone says hi to Bumbles when he comes in, um, uh... You know, someone's waiting for him and gives him his mail. <laughs> and, uh... You have a mail guy? Doesn't everyone? You guys get in a nice, oh. spacious elevator, go all oh, the way to the top floor. Uh, beautiful 360-degree view of Bellevue. Uh, you can see over, uh, over the lake to the skyline of uh, downtown Seattle. Um, it looks amazing. Uh, this is a high lifestyle uh, condo. Um, several excessive bedrooms that he doesn't need. Uh, amazingly furnished, uh, well decorated, extremely tasteful. The uh, couch from Pretty B has been inserted. Yes, <laughs> the couch and chair from Pretty B uh, <laughs> are there in the living room. Um, great entertainment system. Uh, real food. Uh, and uh, an automated beverage maker, all sorts of, and pretty, a lot of things you can think of in a really nice condo. It's there. I'm just imagining Frazier's apartment. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> but big. <bigger>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can I try out your drink machine? Sure. Oh. Um, don't make a smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> Is, well, why not? Uh, I was tinkering and have not finished. <laughs> so no whiskey smoothie? No. <laughs> For many reasons. Oh, you don't bash it till you try it. <laughs> Some other time. Oh, oh my God, please tell me you... And I run to your bathroom to set down my makeup kit, of course. But, oh God, a bidet. I haven't used one in years. <laughs> oh, it's been so long. My hygiene is just really... And as I'm closing the door... <laughs> Don't worry, there's more bathrooms. <laughs> there's two more bathrooms. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so any other prep work before you guys head towards the gala? Um, so I put on the auto injector and, and slide my deck in my dress before I put the dress on. Okay. Um, and you comb your hair, cashmere does your makeup, uh... You guys head over? Now, this is a bold, This is called a bold lip. It's very trendy right now. It's sort of vintage 2015, 2016. Okay. <laughs> like this? Big, big red lipstick tube comes up to your lips. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's a, big, it's a bold lip. It's a great look for you. Do, you're not going to want to do a smoky eye with this. It's either bold lip or smoky eye. One or the other, not both. Never <laughs> both. Okay. <laughs> uh, As we're walking out, I sort of, you know, just find one of the mirrors, just sort of stop, tussle up my hair a bit. Looks perfect. Good enough. <laughs> uh, Boomer, Boomer licks his thumb and fixes a stray hair on 
There we go. On uh, your eyebrow? <laughs> on his eyebrow, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Kashmir finishes his delicate and very, very detailed 30-minute hair routine as Bumbles comes in and tussles his hair and goes, Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you all climb on into spot and head over to the gala. Um, as you're approaching, uh, you know, it's nighttime. Uh, you see uh, the gates are open, and there's other cars pulling in. Uh, not like a line. Um, should we not all get out of the same car if we are unrelated? This is true. Did you guys want to prepare for I mean, we could park. We could park somewhere else. Or, or call a car. We could or, ca- or call a car. There's always my car. Yes, we could park spot a little bit away. And call the the proper. Um, we would want to arrive in a, a black car. Um, actually, I think it sort of makes sense. Perhaps if uh, you and Boomer uh, show up in Spot, that's and, uh, Boomer can drive Spot. Um, Boomer, you mentioned having a car. I think perhaps a Trid producer might show up in his own car. Yeah, and you've seen Boomer's car. It is a flashy muscle car. I'm trying very hard to not indicate that I would like to drive it a lot. <laughs> you really want to drive this, don't you? Yes, yes, I would. I I pull out the, the key and kind of dangle in front of you. You want this in your hand, don't you? <laughs> yeah. You want to you wanna drive it? I thought I'd been pretty clear about that. <laughs> I, I take his hand and place the key gently and close his hand around it. I lean in and whisper, take good care of her. Oh, don't worry. I will. <laughs> so Bumbles drives everyone in two different vehicles as he drives spot for you guys. Because, <laughs> um, Boomer, you sit down and you realize there's no manual controls. How do I drive this thing? Uh, don't worry. I got it. And uh, so, Mouse, you see in Boomer's car as I drive two cars, one <laughs> with you, the other just sort of in the air. <laughs> and uh, Bumble safely navigates you all to the gala. And as you approach, uh, you see other cars uh, lining up. Uh, well, not lining up. You see other cars uh, entering the driveway ahead of you. Um, you see slightly elevated down a rather large landscape, uh, the house, uh, the large estate of Agatha Harding. Um, and that's where we'll end today's session. This podcast has been brought to you by ENPC Productions, all rights reserved. The Essential NPCs podcast is not affiliated with, endorsed, sponsored, or specifically approved by the Tops Company Incorporated. Shadowrun is a trademark of the Tops Company Incorporated. All rights reserved. Go to www.shadowruntabletop.com for more information.